hundred times. Oops. All right, so this is the Psychotic Strength Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Tyler Toby Townsend. Brandon. Martin. All right, man. Cruise back in. Um, so let's go gym update real quick. Nothing? <laughs> for, nothing. No? No. Just How did you do? I mean, I moved a piano today, so I mean, I, I can call that a workout. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I walked the 3,000 foot job. There you go. <laughs> hey, that shit counts. Count your steps, dude. Oh, yeah. A thousand feet a week. <laughs> um, I'm not doing amazing. I'm in and out. Yeah. You know, this last... Last week I went zero times because I was like, I'm not getting... Uh, I'm not going to the gym until I get another sale going. Mm. And uh, so I didn't go last week. <laughs> but it was just, you know, it was more of just like, well, I was thinking, well, fine. I'll take away one of my favorite things. Yeah. Until I can actually do this. And it backfired hard. Because now I got like more aggression stored up. Like I played video games instead of going to the gym. Like, it's not like I worked more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't happen. So it was like, you know, it's fucking annoying. But uh, so this week I've been going and it's going all right. I'm going to go tonight too okay. and just kind of probably fuck around, do some arms. Yeah. Some titties. There you go. Nice. You know? Yeah, I'm getting too comfortable. You you just not going anymore? I'm trying, but then eight o'clock hits, and I'm like, ah. Yeah. I still got an episode of this that I gotta watch. Or I think I gotta <laughs> switch back to nights, man. Yeah, they just mornings not not working. It's out. not it's not the mornings aren't working out. It's just everybody's slipping at night. You know what I mean? I mean, I know David and John go. Uh, they went like three times last week. Mm. And then I keep seeing Rich at the gym when I go. Just yeah, random see. fucking times. I guess he's right. going quite a bit. But I just feel like we should just get the crew back together and just start fucking banging again, dude. Like, we were getting some real good results then. We were doing what? Solid six months, dude. Solid. Right. I was doing really good. And we were doing fantastic. I mean, yeah. you're... Whoa. You're, uh... Oh, you're good. Um, your lifts were going up. I mean, you were in the 500 Club. I mean... I bet you'd be a little nervous to get under that oh, shit right now. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so we got to go back into it. I'm going to talk to the wife and just be like, look, it was working. You know what I mean? Going at night. So that that's just what's got to happen. Yeah. And uh, Oh, yeah, because you switched because of that, right? Yeah, because she wanted me home at night to sleep and all that other shit. And now she's complaining about my snoring and all that other bullshit. So, like, what? Just, why don't I just come back while you're sleeping and we'll just go from there. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Um, yeah, that's a whole interesting subject, too, which we're not going to hit too much on today. We've been hitting real deep shit for the past couple. It's yeah. been pretty heavy, yeah. It's been real heavy, and it's uh, it's very personal and all that other stuff, and uh, a few people are getting upset. But uh, <laughs> uh, my wife doesn't like that I'm airing dirty laundry, as she's saying. Uh, but I don't really give a shit, because I do what I want to do. And this is this podcast is fucking amazing. I mean, for me, this podcast is is my release. You know what I mean of of emotions and all that other shit. And I know as a dude, we're not supposed to like feel show emotion, dude. Yeah, cry, dude. Right. Yeah, we're not supposed to do that shit. But you know what? Um, that's fucking stupid. And what that creates in me is rage. That's what that creates in me because I've held it in for so long. I've held things in for so fucking long that that uh, I just create 
that's that's what I turn grief, sadness, uncomfortability, anything. I turn it I just turn it into rage. And usually I can just go to the gym and fuck some shit up and we're good to go, but it's not going that way. But uh yeah, so less sensitive. <laughs> Almost headed that way, huh? <laughs> so, uh topic today. Why don't you hit it up, Brandon? It was your idea. Okay. Well, <laughs> So, you know, I, I'm a huge sports nut, man, and, and a big baseball fan, and uh, so I've been watching the, the baseball playoffs and stuff going on, but I really got to thinking about uh, mental preparation in competition and what these guys are going through, not only during the course of a season, but when they hit, you know, playoff time, when they hit, you know, like the, the run at the end of the year, and... You've given it. You've given it all season, man. Or, or you know, you've been you've been hitting the gym, right? And you, and you hit competition time, and you've just been working your ass off. Yeah. And and you've got to give it that little extra one more time. And how do you prepare yourself for that? How do you get into that mindset? I played. I played some sports growing up. Uh, you know, but and just relating that into life too. You know, like like getting up and doing it, grinding every day, and 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 whether you're you're out on the, you're walking the three thousand steps on the job site, you're chasing down that next that next sale on that million dollar property. What 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 gets you motivated, right? What, what how do you how do you just pump yourself up to the point where you can you can take that next step and really really be successful in the goal you're trying to accomplish? Um. Yeah, so for me, um, I thrive under pressure and um, competition. I fucking love competition. And me and Brandon were talking about this just right before you got here, is that um, most of the time I don't just pick someone who's doing well in my field. I pick the person who is fucking shit up. The number one person, if we're talking sales, right? And I just say to myself, well, fuck it. If he can do it, I can do it. Or she, whatever. Who the fuck? Because right now it's Carly Bordak has killed it this last couple of years in real estate. Selling like 150 homes a year. Damn. That's stupid. That's a stupid amount of money she's making. Of course, she's also splitting it between like her buyer's agents, this and that and this and that. How much is she actually taking home? Who cares? It's still a shit ton. Right? And she's got the numbers. It's fucking insane. So... I, I always pick somebody who's doing the absolute best um, and then just do that. I love proving people wrong. I love it when somebody tells me I can't fucking do something and I'm just like, oh, well, now I'm going to. Right? I mean, that's just right. that's, that's how my brain works. I mean, so competition's huge for me. And when somebody says that I can't do something, I take that upon myself as a challenge. And I don't challenge well. And I don't back down from any challenge. I mean, there's... Okay, there's some dumb challenges, sure. Well, I bet you can't jump off the roof and fly. Okay, you're probably tide, right. Tide pod challenge, dude. Yeah, tide pod <laughs> challenge, whatever, right? Like, So there's some shit that, that you should know in your own brain not to do, but anything else... If you want to fight, I don't give a fuck who it is. I'll fight Mike Tyson. I'll get my ass beat, but I'm not going to not step in the ring with him. Right. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck if he's 60. He's still going to my ass. You know... Like Mike first. Tyson gives you that baseline too, right? Right. Like, like you know, you know what you're aspiring to to be better than when you're when you're going into competition. Right. You're looking at who your you know who your competition is, that skill level, and you're aspiring to be the best. And so you you can look at those guys just like you said in sales, man. I love 
creating competition in my head. Like my nobody in my company comes to me and says, Brandon, you've got to you've got to beat this guy. I do that shit on my own, right? Like I look right. at these numbers and I'm like, when I took the position, the first question I asked was like, does anybody have a million dollar sales territory? You know, because if they don't, I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna yeah. be the first guy to, to hit a million dollars, right? Other people had million dollar sales territories, but still, you know, it's uh, but it's one of those things where I'm I'm already looking like how can I how can I just literally kick ass and take names and yeah. be the guy that everybody's chasing, right? And uh, in in anything that you do, man, it's like take that winners winners mentality, that winners approach, and so you know, I mean, I I'm just like looking at it, going how do, how do I prepare for that day in and day out? How do I not let these things uh, around me affect me and stay focused on the goal at hand or the task, you know. Yeah, and, and sometimes uh, I do end up competing against myself. Yeah. You know, because right now, I mean, the com- competition between myself is usually during the work that I'm putting in to beat the other person because I continuously have to beat what I'm doing to get to where they're at, right? So there's no point in being like, oh, he pulls 500 kilograms. Well, I, I have to be able to do that. Let's pull three first. Let's pull 300 first. And then we'll worry about 350. And then 400. And then we'll work our way there. Like, you will beat that fucking guy. But you're not going to be dumb about it and just put 500 kilograms on a fucking bar and pull on it. Well, that's an interesting point, too, that you bring up is, is the steps you take to get to the, the ultimate goal. You know, I don't know. I don't know about you, but, like, whenever uh, I'm faced with, like, really massive adversity... You know, you, you you get that feeling of drinking water from a fire hose, and it's like, this is impossible. I can't do this. You know, I think that's, like, number one killer in motivation in anybody who sets goals to begin with is, like, not having a plan to achieve right. boss level, you know, and uh, putting that together. So you bring up a really good point as far as, like, actually putting steps in place and taking those steps to get there, 300 to 400 to 500. Right. It's hard to do, too, because some people just want to – that's the thing. I always am all in, right? So as soon as I want to do something, I fucking jump in and I get going to do it. But the first thing I always do is I write that shit out. Because I have to see how this is going to work. And I also timeline it. You know what I mean? Like, I will complete this by this time, this by this time, this by this time. So I know I'm on track to finish what I want from when I started to when I need to finish, right? Like, if there's a big competition coming up, I know when it's going to happen. I know what the events are. I know who I need to beat. Most of the time, I don't look at who I have to beat until um, a couple months out. Maybe like a month out. Because I just don't... I don't fucking care what they're doing. I'm I'm working harder than they are. I already know I am. Because hard work beats talent every day. Now, a talented, hard-working person? I mean, that shit happens, right? That's Usain Bolt and shit, right? Like, but what do you do? I think I keep it pretty simple. Um, it kind of it, it kind of goes back to kind of my lifestyle, how it was before. You know, that kind of always sticks to mind. You know, it's just I think anything anything I do, even if it's successful or just accomplishing anything, any goal. Um, my thing is, you know, we you know I've come from a background, you know, from Mexico. You know, I'm, I'm from Mexico, and so growing up has always been a struggle, um, especially for my parents. You know, there's six of us, so we're a lot. Damn. <laughs> and then um, and trying to support all those kids. You know, and you're I, the oldest too. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, um, you know, putting 
doing side jobs for you know five five bucks an hour you know my my my, my parents the way they worked and the way I've, I've seen it struggle through their life and i think seeing it now i i know i don't want to be in that situation you know because i've seen the struggle i've seen you know i've been in the same room with my brothers until i was like 15 because you know we only had like a two-bedroom apartment the whole time or a small little house because we didn't you know we didn't have the the, the income that we needed to be comfortable. You know, I've never had that until now, you know, because that's my mentality. It's just, I don't want to be in a position where I put my kids through something like that. You know, I don't want to live like that. I want to live comfortably. And that's kind of my goal. It's always just been just to go where I don't have to worry about when I swipe the card or when I have, I'm not looking for the next million dollar thing that I'm trying to do. That's, that's not me, you know, me, I'm just, I want to get to a point where I don't have to worry about, you know, Hey, you want to go to eat? Boom. You know, we, we can, we need, you know, we can buy this or we need to, something for the house. That's kind of the, the level I'm kind of looking for. And I feel comfortable where I could manage. Um, but I think it's just, it's just knowing that, um, I don't want to be in that same position where my parents were. I think that's just going to, that's what keeps me motivated. Right, so you're past. Yeah. Just past experiences and not wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, that's, I'm right. That's, uh, that's really interesting, and it, it's really uh, kind of admirable, actually. You look at, at how your past drives you and, uh, and, and staying humble in that. Oh, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's really cool. That's really cool, man. Uh, a killer mentality to have is to be able to stay humble Mm -hmm. and you meet a lot of guys especially in competition and who are are just they're i mean they're built they've been training they've been working and they're complete assholes just for the simple fact that they they have that killer mentality they have that i'm better than you mentality and uh uh you know, and you can really, and it can really turn a lot of people off. But I think it's really cool, man, to to stay humble too. Uh, and and I think there's a time and a place. That. I feel like there's definitely a time and a place to be humble and to have that killer mentality of "fuck all of you, I don't give a shit." Right? Like if I'm going into a fight, fuck that guy. I'm gonna kill him with my hands. Sure. You know what I mean? Like with my hands and feet and my elbow. I don't give a fuck. That guy's gonna die. There's certainly right. scenarios, right? There's certainly right. scenarios that require that, and, and especially in competition, especially in fighting. Uh, um, I, I can only imagine. Now, I've never participated in a strongman competition or an MMA fight. Uh, simply a spectator point of view, but you have to go in with that. I mean, otherwise, you're going to get the floor mopped with you. You know, yeah. they're going to mop you, with, mop the floor with you. So I, I feel like you know, uh, depending on what each each person's mentality and goal set is, is really depends on on how that that mindset needs to be well when we talk about um like i think a fight and like a strongman competition completely different spectrums of preparation right um because first of all yeah they're they're almost complete opposites right you need slow power in strongman you need quick speed or quick power whatever the fuck right in uh in fighting so it's just it's hard because there's always a fighter's chance, right? That's what everyone always says. There's always a fighter's chance when you're in a fight. You could just throw that blow, boom, and they're out. You could also catch one. You know what I mean? Like, so there's always that. But I feel like in a strongman comp, besides someone getting injured, the competition is decided when people arrive. And what I'm saying by that is whatever prep you put in, however many hours, where you're at, 
that day is not going to change. Sure, you're going to pull a little more or put press a little more than you normally would, but if you were to just put out numbers, you could probably tell who's going to win. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's how it is because strength doesn't change in a day. It takes months, so years. So then do, when you go into a strongman competition, do you go in trying to beat your previous competition or you or do you go in with the mindset that you're going to destroy the people you're you're competing against i go in with the the mentality of i'm going to destroy the people i'm against so the cool thing with with strongman is sure that guy may press a lot more than me but i fucking way out deadlift him right so like now we're gonna see maybe he fucks up the press maybe he does that there's a lot of competition changes that happen right um so there's a lot in competition that you have to prepare for. That's why I told Martin to begin with, like, he's like, well, I want to be able to lift a certain amount before I start going into competition. I said, no, fuck that. Just jump in, dude. Because you have to get your stripes in in competition. That's its own animal. You know what I mean? If you've never played a game of baseball, but you've practiced and you're fucking amazing, it doesn't matter. Right. It's still going to be fucking crazy when you're out there on that field. Game time, exactly. Right. Sure. It's, sure. it's different. Um so then, in in preparation, uh, um, what are some motivating factors for you? Like like mental motivating factors besides just like wanting to to just destroy. How do you? I mean, you have to put in the personal grind, right? So how do you how do you stay focused for months leading up to a competition? How do you stay yeah, focused? I think a lot of mine is. Again, it, it all, all my kind of motivation goes back to my my my, my childhood, my past. You know, I, when I was younger, I was I was never the cool kid. You know, I was always around the cool kids. You know, my friends were the cool kids. I just hung out with them. You know, and, and still good friends till this day. But I've never got a chance to prove myself at anything. You know, I was always mediocre on everything. You know, uh, when it came to sports, you know, I played a lot of sports. I was really good at a lot of sports, but I wasn't the best. You know, everyone was like, oh, look at this guy. He was the one that scored three goals the other day, you know. But they don't talk about the defender, you know, me, who I'm trying to defend the guy, you know, and I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, how, or, many, how many shots did you stop? Right, yeah. They don't so, give a shit about yeah, that. Yeah, they don't care about that. So I've always been that, that guy that's just kind of like the guy in the back, you know. So I think doing something like this, um, I do compare you know kind of where i'm at to where my friends are you know where people are and that's kind of what motivates me now because i'm like man i i want to be the best at it you know i want to be the best at something and I, everything ever since i started lifting man i think that that it just clicked with me on that one so when i go in to get prep i'm always thinking i'm like man i want to be the the guy everyone's talking about like oh martin look at him he's a beast deadlifting 550 you know whatever and everyone else is you know doing something <laughs> You know, they're going to the gym, but it's just, you know, conditioning and stuff like that. But I wanted to be just that guy that someone talked about. And I think that's what keeps me motivated. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Well, that's good, man. Yeah, I uh, I thrive on competition. Um, I, I, I mean, I'll be the first one to say it. Like, if there's not a competition in mind, I'm probably not going to do shit. You know? Like, I mean, that's that's what it's about for me. I, I have these apps on my phone that countdown days they're day countdowns right and so what i do is if there's a competition i put that in there and then every day i wake up and look at it fuck i got 30 days 
fuck, I had 29 days. That's what motivates me, is that So the pressure. act of the actual competition itself is the motivating Well, because factor. I know, like, strongman, dude, if I don't put in this fucking time now, I'm going to lose. Yeah. Because it doesn't fucking matter how much I want to win. You know what I mean? If I'm not strong enough, it's not going to fucking happen. Right. But I guarantee right. I want to win a lot more than most of these fucking dudes out there who are just stupid, genetically giant. Right. You know? But And that's the thing, like, with a fight. I honestly don't give two shits how it goes. Do I want to kill this other human being with my hands? Absolutely. Sure. Just because I like it. <laughs> right? Like, there's, there's different motivators. Like, when I want to go fight, I was laying in bed last night, and I'm just so frustrated, and I'm like, I just want to fight somebody. Like, somebody good. Like, not too good, but like, somebody who knows what they're doing. Right? Not somebody who's going to beat the shit out of me. It'll be a good fight, and she's like, oh, well, aren't you training for one? I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, like, knuckles, bro. Like... Knuckles and feet and fucking gym shorts in the grass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I miss that shit, fights. dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, I miss, like, there's a bunch of bare knuckle leagues, especially in Russia, and you keep seeing them. Or I keep seeing them. Um, and it's just that feeling of skull on knuckle. It fucking hurts. But it's just like, when you land that one, boom! And you just feel the crunch under your fucking hand from a nose or a jaw or, or some shit like that. There's nothing that beats that. Nothing. I don't give a fuck what you think it is. Watching your kid be born. You know? <laughs> okay, that's pretty fantastic. Well, the act of it, it, it was born is amazing. I'm not going to sit there and watch it. You know, that's not fucking the best. But, but I just, I miss it. I mean, fuck, I was in high school, middle school, all that other shit. I could find whoever the fuck I wanted whenever. Not get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many fights have I had since I was 18? Not a ton. Not as many as I wanted. That's for damn sure. Because I don't want to get arrested. So, there's definitely... I feel like if you got to pick... I, I love fucking Strongman, and I want to be one of the strongest men in the entire world. Entire galaxy. Right? And I was thinking the other day, like... This is a little depressing. Sorry. <laughs> Been in a depressing mood. Um, the strongest human being on the planet. Let's say fucking Shaw. Brian Shaw, right? Let's just put him there. Four times strongest man, world's strongest man. A gorilla. Just a gorilla. Just a silverback gorilla, dude, is stronger already. He's not. He's eating fucking plants and humping... All the other gorillas around him. And beating on his chest. He's not doing shit. And he's stronger than the strongest man. Deadlifting 12 to 1,800 pounds. pounds. What the fuck? And that's just a normal fucking gorilla. But I'm going to have a lot better of a chance of beating his ass than all these other people who don't go to the fucking gym. I'm going to last at least six, six, seven seconds longer. You know, like fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna land one, he's gonna remember me. That's all I can think of. Yeah. It was yeah, pretty yeah. depressing to think about like the <laughs> absolute strongest dude is still not even close. Yeah. Is that two hundred pounds? Cause what are we at? One no, we're at like one thousand one hundred thirty six right now, right? Thirty seven? I don't I don't remember. I know it's five well one kilos. <laughs> I don't know, it's more. It's like five oh three, five oh four now. I think they beat it again. No. Yeah, they keep going up. 
Now it's standard is 500. Now the, I'm telling you, once Eddie did it, yeah. everybody Everyone started doing do it. it now. Yeah. The next year, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's sometimes it's breaking that fucking boundary, which and, is and like, it could be a mental boundary all the time, man. Oh I yeah, think it's that dude breaking yeah. a 500 pound oh, deadlift. I mean, how long did that fucking take you? You missed it that one time, and you went backwards for like six months. Yeah, it was yeah, fucking I was struggling nuts. with 400 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And you were fucking pounding out mm-hmm. sets of six of them before. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But, like, mental... Your mental game's got to be on point. And you know what? The hard part is it's not always going to be. But it's... I feel like setting that fucking plan, knowing what you're doing, where you're going, is so fucking important. Knowing that... Because I know, if I show up at the gym, I'm not going to be the dude sitting outside. I'm going to go inside. Am I going to fuck around a lot longer? Talk to everybody in the fucking gym? Yeah, I am. But I'm going to get my shit done. You know what I mean? It may take me fucking three hours instead of an hour and a half. But I'm going to get it done. Because I know me. I feel like you got to learn yourself. Learn what motivates you. What, what drives you. You know? And how to trick you into doing it. Because a lot of times I have to do that. I'm going to the gym at like 5.30 in the morning right now. Like, fuck that. If I don't lay my clothes out at night, I don't go. If I wake up and I'm just like, it's not here, fuck that. I'll just go back to bed. Whatever. What motivates you? What, like, sports-wise especially? I think just the thrill of the competition in general is... is, is fun now. Uh, I played I played baseball growing up, and then I, I played a lot of uh, men's league slow pitch softball. Ooh. And I played, you know, I, I played on a team that traveled all around the state. We played uh, tournaments. It was a tournament team, you know, for setting up for worlds and stuff. Uh, and it was always, I was, I, I loved, I just loved the sport, right? I'm just like genuinely in love with the sport. And and want to be around it. I want to be be involved with it. And so it, it's easy to go to practice. You know, it's easy to to have fun and stay loose. And one thing that I, I, I discovered was I, I was like a lot like you. I wasn't the best guy on my team. And I always wanted to be. And I have to deal with this. My son's the same way, right? He's just he's just always bummed out because he's there's always a, a kid that's better than him. And I'm trying to trying to figure out how to approach that because I don't want him to not try and be the best, right? right? But, you know, you talk about, like, genetics and, and, and things like that, and uh, and he's my son, man. He didn't get blessed with the best genetics, right? He's, he's I'm probably the most average dude you can imagine, right? I mean, I'm, I'm six foot tall, 190 pounds, 200 pounds, whatever. I mean, my, my, my golf club length is exactly the stock length, you know, that you go in. I can't even buy custom golf clubs because they, they cut them... For the most average guy in the world, I'm that dude, right? <laughs> but, but, uh, but I, what I, what I discovered is, is as I, as I continued to play, uh, and I became a veteran in that world, I had all kinds of people. I mean, I'd get phone calls from people that I didn't even know, like wanting me to come play on their team, you know. And it wasn't, it wasn't because it was because I, I knew the game and I knew the sport well enough that I could help them win somehow, you know, right. and play uh, multiple positions on the field. And there was always going to be somebody that we were playing against that was going to play that position better than me, right. you know. But I was always going, I, I always grinded, you know, and, and just 
I worked hard and, and hustled my ass off. And even though the guy might have had more skill, I, I think I, I kicked his ass in heart, right? And, right. and really uh, became successful in that way. And, uh, you know, so I think just a genuine love. I'm the kind of guy, I got to be, I got to be loose and have fun with what I'm doing, you know? Right. Um, all the way down to just my, my golf game when I'm out golfing with clients or whatever. It's like, dude, I don't give a shit if I hook the ball into the into the pond, man. I'm here. I, I'm not making money because I'm not on the PGA Tour, right? I'm you're here to have a good time. Mulligan, you know? and, just, fuck it. and so, <laughs> uh, and so, I've never, I've never gotten into. And it's not that I haven't wanted to. It's that I've just never had the opportunity to get into like a like a a self motivating. Um, sport like like deadlifting like like strongman or you know i mean those are very self-driven right uh opportunities and and uh i've never really taken the time and until i met you it was like uh an opportunity that i never even i never even really considered it's like i don't even know i wouldn't even know where to start right but you get around people that you that know those areas and you start to learn i love to learn so yeah you know uh one thing that motivates me too is to immerse myself in whatever it is that I don't know anything about and learn it, you know. I do like and, that feeling. And knowing I may not be professional, but I, I know what's going on. I right. Know what's, what's yeah. That's, that, that's, those are all motivating factors as yeah. well. Not to mention the fact that I, I love to win. I, I, yeah. I hate losing, right? <laughs> I really do too. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I look at, there's certain aspects in my life, uh, especially like in my professional career and different things like, uh, I guess if, if you want to call hunting a sport, you know. That's what I was going to say. Um, where I put in a lot of time and a lot of effort to be successful. Right. And uh, I watch, you know, the guys on TV, um, and I'm always thinking, I can do that. I can shoot one of those. I can put that. I can put that arrow between those trees into the heart of that animal at 65 yards, without them knowing I'm standing there. Just as easy as that guy can, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, I spend a lot of time out, and and it's great too because I can I can either share that with my family or I get to I get to spend that time to myself, you know, and really just mentally putting myself in those positions. So, putting myself mentally into a position is key too. you know like if i'm out shooting my bow i'm standing in a field shooting at a at a, a target but in my mind i'm standing in the woods staring at a deer or i'm staring at an elk right and and then i want to put myself i want to set myself up where i'm where i'm elevated like maybe i'm to simulate like I'm shooting downhill or I set my target up on the hill and I'm shooting uphill. So I'm putting myself into, into positions where I'm, I'm testing different angles and different shots and things like that. And, you know, we're, we're, they were still building houses. One of my, I was out shooting with a buddy of mine and they had just the frames up, you know, and they, they didn't have any windows in yet. They had the windows cut out, but they didn't have any windows in. So I walked into the house up under the second floor and shot through one of the windows like a 70 yard shot at the target just to prove to myself that I could do it yeah. right because I'm like I can I can make that shot and I'm like you know fuck it I'm gonna go take that shot yeah <laughs> you know and Why I'm gonna not? I'm gonna put target I'm gonna did, put you, did you get I, it I, I, I couldn't have, couldn't have centered it better in the bullseye man nice. I mean I, I I drilled it from and uh and so you know uh following those successes too are really are really big you know I don't know about you but if I put together a string of failures, man, I lose motivation pretty quick, and it, and it gets tough. You know, it gets really hard, and uh, nobody nobody likes to fail. But so, um, 
you know, you start to look at like, what am I doing wrong? How can I do this? How can I put this put this together better? What 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 kind of equipment do I need? Is it my equipment? Is it me? You know, is it is it my practice routine? Whatever. And so, uh, well, I think that's a that's a pretty good subject as well. I mean, we could probably do a whole fucking podcast on that on um, knowing when you've you've actually failed and maybe should step back because uh, I'm not one to wanna say I failed. You know what I mean? I think we've talked a little bit about that already, but right. when I lose a competition, most of the time, I'm more fired up than if I would have won. If I won World's Strongest Man, I'd probably just be bored and just be done. It's interesting. Yeah, I know that sounds fucking weird, but that's the first thing that comes to my mind. I'm like, yeah, I won. I'd go home and be like, well, I did that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah fuck it. Now, now what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be a UFC fighter. You know, like, I'd just fo- I'd hyper-focus on something else, you know? Like, it just wouldn't call my interest as much anymore. Um, so, actually, failing for me pushes me harder. But, at the same time, business-wise, um, all that other stuff, it, it all works the same in my brain as competition with myself. So, failing pushes me harder, but where, where's that stopper? Where's the point where... So, in Strongman, I have decided I want to go to middleweight. Because at heavyweight, there's not a ton of competitors, so they keep putting me in with the super heavies. Well, son of a bitch, these guys are 300 and up, you know, like, so that just means as long as you're over 300, you're good. What if you're 600 pounds and seven feet tall? You know what I mean? Like, well, he's cool. He's over 300. Like, fuck. You know, like, that that fucks me up, like, pretty bad. So heavyweight is three hundred or two ninety nine, I guess, to two thirty one. That's a big range, and I fall usually right in the middle, two seventy five ish, two eighty. That's where I float. That's like my normal, not crash dieting, not really trying too hard with diet, but busting ass in the gym. So I keep getting fucked because I keep going against super heavies, and it's not even considered with a lot of these competitions that that's happening that I'm like 100 to 200 pounds less than some of these guys you know what I mean so at middleweight which is 230 first of all if I can make it to 230 I will be fucking shredded because I'm not meant to be that small you know what I mean that's just I'm a big fucking dude my and, legs and are that's, big that's the genetics aspect of right. it right because I mean we're we're roughly the same height. You're a lot bigger than I am. You I'm know? five nine. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, you're shorter than I am. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're you're way bigger than I am. You know, and, and it's right. like you can lift probably five times what I can lift at least. You know, and uh, and that's you know there's so there's the you were blessed with kick ass genetics. You know. Right, and so there's there's also a lot of things into it, right? I mean, so if we throw in, could you lift what I'm lifting now? Probably after years and quite a bit of steroids, right? I mean, sure, we could get you there. We could. But would you be able to push much further past that? Probably not. You know, like, like you're genetically more inclined for, like, hunting. You know what I mean? You've done that your whole fucking life, you know? You're genetically a pussy, and I'm genetically a rock star. So. No! That's not, well, that's the thing. No, I mean, you like, hike yeah. fucking miles sure. out there. You're carrying fucking deer back. You shot that fucking thing. Like, 
I can't do that shit. <laughs> I tried to hike up Mount Hood, made it a quarter of the way up, and was like, fuck this. I barely made it back down. Right. And I was like, this is the worst experience of my life. I will never do this again. I'm a strong fuck, and quit is not easy for me to do. A quarter of the way up. And I came back down. I barely was able to make it to my truck. My legs were shaking so fucking bad. And that, that's funny, too, that you bring that up. Because you do. I started thinking about this as we're talking. And I'm going, you know, the, the, the competition, we all compete in different things based on not only our interests, but what we can be yeah. uh, good at. What we can actually, you know, uh, stand our ground in, you know. So... Uh, that that does make a it does make an interesting point, you know. Where because well, if we go into it, I played soccer for like twelve years, so I'm pretty fucking good at it, right? Being as big as I am makes it a little harder, just because I, I it's like trying to stop a semi, right? So that makes it more difficult. My footwork's a little slower. I'm old, um, but I'm still better than probably most of the people, right? But that's after twelve fucking years now. I'm not a midfielder. I'm a defender or a goalie, right? So that midfielder who's been running miles and miles and miles every fucking game, who's been practicing day and night, all that other shit, what I'm saying is I'm not genetically made to play fucking soccer. <laughs> okay? I may be good, but after 12 years, if you're not kind of good at something, what the fuck were you doing? You know what I mean? Like... Like, and that's funny because as I aged, when I got older is when I finally learned in soccer, stop fucking around. Stop flicking shit all over the place, trying to look fucking cool. All you got to do is kick it past that guy about three inches out of his reach. If you can do that, he's fucked because he's reaching. And that's three inch. If he does like a reach, he's almost dead stopped. Now he's got to pick up momentum and go completely again. So you can fuck someone harder doing that than, than fucking, what's it called when you pop it between their legs? Nutmeg. Nutmeg. <laughs> I mean, because nutmegging, yeah, sure, that's fucking embarrassing. But now you got to run around dude to get the ball. That's not helpful. You know, like, it's almost worse. <laughs> or learning spacing. Sure. Soccer is all about space. And, I mean, anyone who plays who played soccer for a long time, that's what it is. Like... You're not going to pass it to a dude with two dudes on him. You're going to pass it to the dude with no one on him. And that dude has to figure out how to get that forward. And sometimes that means backwards. Creating space. You kick it over here so that the, the two pull off this guy, go to this guy, kick it back, kick it to the right, kick it forward, right? Like, you see, you definitely have to understand the, the sport that you're in, that you're competing in, too. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, you could be... I mean, you could be the most athletically stacked dude, but if you don't know shit about what you're doing, yeah, you're gonna look pretty goofy, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're the most amazing athlete in the world and you're playing baseball and you run the wrong well, fucking I mean, way, look, yeah, you look at Michael Jordan, who who's this all, oh, what, yeah. the greatest basketball player in the world, goes and plays baseball and looks like a, I mean, he he he's a fish out of water, right? He just looks like totally he goofball. fucking sucks. And uh, uh, you know, but he's an athlete, right? And you look at him, you're yeah. like, oh man, this guy's. This guy's an athlete. He knows how to compete mentally. He's he's built physically, and but he gets in and he, and he just doesn't know what the hell he's, he's just doing. not on that level. He's not. He's practiced you know. basketball his <laughs> exactly. entire fucking life. Exactly. Not baseball. I mean, so, sure he played right, but like, sure. not like he did with basketball. I mean, and Kobe, 
Like, you were talking about setting yourself up for fucking different shots. Because you have to do this, you have to do that. I mean, I fucking loved Kobe because, dude, the fucking amount of work that guy would put in was His insane. His work ethic was, was second to none. Like, nobody worked harder right. than that guy. And that's the thing. So, when I was saying, hard work beats talent any day. But talented hard work will fucking crush everybody. And that guy was fucking talented. And he worked harder than everybody. And it showed. And it showed. You know? I mean, he's in games embarrassing people. Like, I, I watched a little clip today just scrolling through Instagram. And uh, Kobe's like, 500 grand right now. I bet you I make this shot. And the guy's like, okay, I'll back off. Go ahead. And he looks at dude and shoots. Keeping eye contact and still fucking made it. He's like, you owe me 500 grand. He's like, you know what? After that, sure. Right? They're millionaires. They don't give a fuck, right? But, like, he straight looked, stared that dude down and still made a three. Yeah. Without even looking. (laughs) How many shots have you had to shoot from right fucking there to feel comfortable to not even look and still make it? That's insane. That is insane. That, that's, like, that's champion mentality right there. Right. You know. Well, and that's, that's the thing, too, when you're saying you got to stay humble. I still consider him a very humble person. Because he knew he was fucking amazing. He didn't go out and challenge a fucking soccer player or a basket or a football player to anything and be like, ah, I'm amazing so I can fuck you up at anything. He was fucking amazing at basketball. Would he fuck you up? Yeah. For sure, and he knows it. You know, like, that's okay. It's okay to be proud of yourself. I still, okay, biggest controversy. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this one. Kobe and Michael. Michael and LeBron. Kobe, LeBron. The fucking circle. One-on-ones. Who's winning? I'm going to throw Kobe out there all fucking day just because I love him. I'm from L.A. And... The work ethic was stupid. All right, so are we? We you've got to put the three of them in their prime, and it, and it's tough because this is this is a debate that is is a really good debate, but they all three played different styles of basketball, and so and different times. So I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Oh, so we're ranking them. One through that's, three, how, that's that's how I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Jordan. Jordan beats Kobe. Kobe beats LeBron. LeBron stands in the corner and cries to the referees yeah, he's because he got fouled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate LeBron too. Don't worry. So I'm going Kobe, Michael, LeBron. Okay. Okay. Um, and the only reason I'm doing that is because of the time, and I make that as my biggest thing because Kobe is fucking amazing. When basketball was fucking amazing. There's amazing players on every fucking team. Now, you gotta turn around again and throw that back at LeBron. He's doing fucking great. In a time that these guys were in the NBA were babies playing fucking basketball. That's all they gave a shit about. Their parents, that's all they cared about. Getting them into that. It's the same thing with like MMA. So... The thing, the thing with LeBron that turns me off, and is not only is the team hopping right, but yeah. he's he's picking, he's handpicking the best guys on the market to play with, and he's going to the team that's going to give him the best guys. You look at you look at Michael did it with, with the Bulls with, with you know essentially one team, 
Now, Scottie Pippen could have went and starred on any other team. Could have been a star. Could have been the star player on any other team. Yeah. Played second fiddle to Michael Jordan, uh, and it worked. It worked. You know, uh, Kobe had Shaq, yeah, and so he did. so you I know, but <laughs> but Kobe did it on one team. Right. Michael did it on one team. LeBron's had to do what four teams. Whatever, whatever yeah. it is, and he's got to handpick the guys that he wants, you know, and he still bitches about everything. I'm just like, nah, I'm off on that. So that actually, let's pick up another little subject. We keep going all over the fucking place, <laughs> right? First of all, what's your top? Well, I'm not a big. It's not like I'm not a big fan. I like the seeing videos, and I'm kind of going just off of. I guess mainly their popularity or what I've seen. Okay. So I think I agree with what you said. Kobe, Kobe Michael. Michael, and then LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Jordan, LeBron. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that too. Yeah. Just because, I mean, I've Kobe whooped LeBron's ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. I mean, Kobe and Michael didn't really get a chance, mm-hmm. right? But Kobe still fucked LeBron up all day. You know what I mean? A couple times. I mean... I'd say one on one, he'd smoke him all fucking day. I don't think LeBron even deserves to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm glad all of us put him at number three. So let's just keep talking about Michael and Jordan, or Michael <laughs> Jordan and Brian. <laughs> but uh, so on that, now I want to switch a little bit further. Where are we at? Forty five. That's not bad. Um, I wrote when I wrote this down what you were talking about, and I wrote down it says weak men, and the reason I did because I feel like like you're saying. LeBron, he's got everything. He's amazing. He's an amazing basketball player. You, you can't fucking tell him he's not. He's a great player. Um, but he bitches, complains. He's having everything fucking handed to him. He's on the best team. He's this and that. It goes back to what I think we've talked about it a little bit. Um, hard times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Right? So I do feel like we're definitely... And when I say men, I mean humanity. Right? Like, So don't get it twisted about male and female. It, it, I mean, when a woman has to watch all her fucking kids while her husband has to go to war, you know what I mean? Like, that's that that woman is fantastic. Right? Like, like she wasn't allowed to go to war at that time. And she sat there and fucking, she fucked up that whole household. Raised all these kids, all that other shit. This dude's out at war, right? So, again, don't get it twisted. But um, that saying, I feel, is very, very valid, especially right now, um, where I believe, my theory, we have some of the weakest men that are available. And, you know, we have some of, I would say we have some of the strongest women right now mentally right like i don't know how to explain it right so what i'm trying to say is the men right now and i am separating um male and female right now the men right now are fucking weak they're weak shit if we all had to go to war right now to save our land and country i guarantee half of the u.s would just try and say no like we're being invaded you don't have a choice we have how can, to defend how can we our talk family? our way out of this. Yeah, how like it's we, not going to you know, happen. You've already, you've already accepted defeat to the point where you've got to try and save as much face as possible. Right. So I believe like 50% of them will try not to do it. 
Now you got that other 50%. 50% of that 50%, so let's say 25% of the whole, is probably fucking worthless. I mean, what do we do all day? Computers and fucking phones and all that other shit. I mean, how many men are actually going to the fucking gym and improving their physical body, improving their mental abilities, right? And just because I'm saying mental abilities does not mean, like, just going to college and getting your degrees. I'm also asking, like, how many of you guys can build a fucking fire? How many of you guys could, like, build a pair of pants? How many could... Change a tire. Or change a tire. I mean, fuck, you're running from somebody, your tire blows. I could do that in like six minutes. If I had a good jack. Right? Right, (laughs) a little small. Yeah, that stupid (laughs) fucking... We all know what we're thinking about, that dumb fucking thing. But, you know, so uh, just... Where are you guys at with it? I I agree. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. Oh, yeah, just from just noticing... How, you know, I've seen it all the time, you know, the baby boomers are always like, oh, you know, this era was nothing, you know, you got, they complain about every little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I honestly feel like a, the percentage for sure has dropped on men being, you know, men, I guess men. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. That is harsh to kind of say mm-hmm. and very kind of sexist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I find it hard. I think in general, I think in general, not just men, I think I think the population right now in general is is a lot weaker in the sense that they don't carry uh, back to the Kobe reference, the Mamba mentality. Yeah. There that we go. Win, that winner's mentality. Everybody's everybody's so wrapped up and hurting each other's feelings or not hurting each other's feelings. Or being a victim. Being a victim. You know, you, you, you carry that victim mentality. You're always going to be a victim. We we talked about it last week. You know, in in the essence of fear. At the same time, is you can't let fear, you can't let somebody else dictate your life. You can't you can't let you can't let your competition dictate how you're going to perform. Right. Right. Like if you're going to win, if you're going to be the best, if you're going to stomp the enemy, you've got to expect. That you're going to perform great, you have to think that way, right? Right. I mean, if you walk in and automatically assume that you're the victim, that you're going to lose, that you you don't have what it takes, you've already failed. So, one of the biggest reasons I ever started um, lifting or losing weight or all that other shit, uh, I'm I'm on a trip with the young men, right? Uh, I'm one of the leaders there. And we go to the Ape Caves. We go up the Ape Caves. I don't know if you guys have done the Ape Caves. Is that uh, mountain right near? I think so. Yes, it is. I think maybe, but lots of So it's spurlunking, right? So I'm about almost 300 pounds, and we get to a seven-foot wall that you have to climb up. Like, that's it. There's no feet holds. There's no nothing. You jump up the wall, and you got to pull yourself up. I'm 300 pounds of just meat. Because you were cooking at that time. And I, yeah, I'm cooking, I'm not working out, nothing. I can't get up that seven foot fucking wall. How disgusting. What if I had to, to save my fucking life? How many people can do a fucking pull up? How many? Everybody always sees all this whole, like, hanging off of a fucking bridge and movies or, or whatever and then pulling themselves back up. That's a pull up. If you can't do one, you're not okay. Just one, bro. 
Like, just figure it out. Can you do one? Like, you have to be able to do one to get up that fucking hill. Like, that's insane. These kids, kids, teenagers, bro, I had to put my backpack back on so I could jump on this wall, barely holding myself up. They had to grab the backpack to pull while two other teenagers and an adult shoved my fat ass up this wall. And I was disgusted. I would be dead if I had to be up this fucking wall. How many people right now, I don't give a fuck what your stance is about guns. They're out there. And if we're being invaded or anything happens war-wise, people aren't going to not use guns because you don't like them. They don't give a fuck. It's a death weapon. That's what it's for. Like, I mean, you could play with swords all fucking day and there's an almost an art to that. A gun is to kill things. That's it. That's what it was fucking made for. How many of you can clean one? How many of you can recite one? How many of you can do anything with this fucking thing? If it jams, do you even know what the fuck to do? You know, like... I'm just saying we're weak as a species right now because we're so just given everything. Everything's right now. I think I think you see a lot of push, too, for like this this weird version of like a utopian society that we're all just somehow going to magically be able to get along right right and i think a lot of people have this this idea that this is actually achievable and i i i just don't i just don't think that you can ever reach a level where everybody agrees you know and the thing is too i mean yeah i wish that would happen that's fantastic Peace and love for the entire world. Right? It's not. Right. I can wish and dream all I fucking want, but when real when real reality is gonna affect my family. Exactly. Not my fucking dream. So so I guess then have you ever have you ever prepared yourself mentally for the failure aspect and how to and how to handle the adversity that comes with with either not being successful or failing at whatever it is you're attempting. I heard Will Smith say it the best, I feel. And um, he said, fail forward. Fail forward. Take it as a fucking lesson and keep going. Yeah, you failed. You did. Admit that you failed so you can move on. You know, if it's a whole business... And you fucking failed. You're not making money. You're five years in and you're still losing money. Drop that shit and try something else. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay to fail. I mean, marriages fail. (laughs) You know? I mean, that shit happens. Without without going there. Right. (laughs) Right. I'm just saying, Uh, things fail, um, man. (laughs) You know, I don't know, Martina... uh, what do you think? I, I, I feel like like uh, accountability in, in failure is key. Mm-hmm. Because you can look at failure as a success in a lot of ways, too, and, and you can kind of get into that whole that whole mentality. But I think that, that when you struggle, like like when you, you, you didn't hit your mark and you went backwards, you know, I mean, that, that, had, to, that, that had to really kind of cut, right? Oh, and mm-hmm. when you looked at that, like, like what pushed you to motivate, what motivated you to get through that and get back on track. Mm, good question. Um, so, 
with that as well, yeah. I do want to throw in, as the dude who was trying to help him get stronger, fuck, was that irritating. Not only to watch him go backwards, mm-hmm. but to watch how fucking upset it made him. Right. That he was heading backwards. Not just stagnant, backwards. <laughs> right? right? Oh, so how'd you God. overcome that, Martin? Jeez, uh, man, that was a while ago. What did I do? It happened relatively recently. Nah, that was like two, three years ago. Three years ago. Well, no, what I'm saying is that happened a couple of years ago, yeah. but you overcoming it yeah, happened yeah. recently. Yeah, I, I think um, a lot of it, it did have to do with competition for sure. You know, John started coming in, and so that was I was getting back up and up in that weight again. Um, Man, I think it was just, just knowing again, I just don't want to fail. Um, there was nothing, I don't think I can think of anything specific when it comes to it, but um, like on the, on the other lifts that I have, I've had, yeah, I do get upset, but I don't know. My, my way of getting upset is just, all right, well, okay, didn't pick it up. I'll just try harder next time. You know, what do I need, what do I need, got to do to prep for it, you know, so um, I think uh, kind of going off what you were talking about, you know, kind of what Mil- Will Smith said. There's another thing too about um, Thomas Edison. Uh, they give that example where you know what did he do to figure out the light bulb? You know, he did a thousand ways to do it. He didn't fail. He just found a thousand ways not to do it. Right. You know, until he got it. So I don't know. I think just having that mentality of uh, of just knowing that you're not really failing. You're learning how to do it better um so i think i think just it, that kind of helped me and maybe on on that aspect when it came to it um because i was just like i know i got to do better what else okay i've been doing this kind of workout or i've been doing this type of intensity for you know for this workout it's not working okay i gotta change it up so i think i think that's what kind of got me out of that is just making sure i'm able to hit every single step before okay i can't pick it up i can't do it because i'm doing it this one way and that's it i can't do it you know you got to kind of look around and feel every different direction you know to to kind of overcome it so i think i think that's what it was yeah man how do you do it that's great well you know again it's it's the accountability factor and when you're looking at something and and um the one thing that i i really i'm not a big fan of is when somebody comes to me and tells me that the 37 reasons why something can't get done right Oh, is is I hate that I hate I strongly dislike it I, I really am not a fan of, of why things can't happen I mean everybody can everybody can come up with a reason to not do something right mm-hmm. take take the accountability and the initiative to find the solution because there's there's one there right right the, the goal can be achieved the, the project can work whatever it is and what I really like about Martine's uh, response was never once did he say Tyler put me on the wrong workout you know Ty- Tyler didn't help me out the way that I, I should have been helped out to get there you know he wasn't blaming anybody there wasn't a reason I'm sure it went through his mind a couple <laughs> times but, I mean but you know it's it's like hey man okay. I, I, I can do this I know I can do this and we've got to work through the steps to, to get there we've got to, even if, if if we backtrack and I've got to I've got to create new steps. I can I can get up the hill, right? And uh, um, so I think for me uh, is really 
taking an accountability aspect and looking inside and figuring out, okay, one, is this really the goal that I want to achieve? You know, why am I failing? Like, like, do I really want to walk up that mountain and chase that bull elk that just ran up the big hill, you know, or do I just want to come down here and then I can just, you know, ah, oh, man, he just pretend he's gone. Right. Do I want to put in the work to achieve the goal? Right. And, and looking at that, looking at the goal and, and deciding, you know, if that's really worth chasing and then putting your, putting the game plan back together. Sometimes you have to start all over, you know, sometimes you just have to, you have to start from the beginning. Uh, you know, um, Mason one time, uh, was building this Lego set and he was putting this all together and his friend came over and started playing with this Lego set and dropped it. And it oh, just fell to pieces, right? I hurt my feelings. And he and he's just, I mean, he's devastated, and he's in tears, and he's just like, I'm never gonna put this thing back together, you know. And he's and he's and he's so bummed out because of the work that went into building this Lego set, right? That it took it took a long time, but it was it was, you know, taking the the instruction booklet that he had and going back to page one and starting over again, you know. Sometimes in life we have to do that, you know. Sometimes yeah. in in achieving that that lift and, and getting that hitting that goal again, sometimes you just have to you just have to turn the book back to page one and start from the beginning, right? You know. So, uh, but it's accountability, man, and it and it's drive and knowing your limits. I think for me, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Finding your limits too is a it's a whole another fucking ball game because <laughs> then you have to like. There's so much into it. You know what I mean? I mean, finding your limits. I mean, who the fuck dictates that? <laughs> right? Like, I mean, is it is it based on what's humanly possible or what's possible when I'm done? You know? <laughs> like, uh, I have a real hard time with limits. I really do. And I, I believe that if it's been at least close to done, I can definitely fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like, if there's... A 504 kilogram deadlift done, it's going to take me a minute, but I could do 505. I can. I know I can. I would just have to focus. So, personal limits, yeah. Admitting when you're admitting defeat. How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> I think I think you just got to stay humble, man. That's that is that is awesome. Yes, absolutely. I would agree with you one hundred percent on that, Martin, for sure. Humble. Uh, humility so. is, is tough. Know. In in the essence of competition, it's extremely mm -hmm. tough too because you carry so much pride and work into what you're doing that you know well, being, being humble like enough to the harder you work for something, the harder it is to give it up. <laughs> that's that's a fact. Yeah. And Andrea, I don't know how many times it's like, when are you going to be done? Like, look what you're doing to yourself. Like, you're fucking yourself up. Like, torn a bicep. I've torn a glute. I'm like, all this shit. I come home. If I walk super slowly into the house, she knows I fucked up. <laughs> right? Like, and that's the thing is like, when am I supposed to call it quits? Until something really big breaks? You know, I think that that's a that's an individual call. I think that that's based on each individual person, and and again, the the goal.
do they feel accomplished? Do you feel accomplished? You so know? when I die, then perfect. I you know I uh, I, I used I die to die lifting. I used to always say my my dad is is an incredibly hardworking person, just a, a workaholic, right? And he'll go to his grave driving the last nail, you know, in, and uh, and that's the kind of person he is. And uh, and then I know a lot of people that are awesome. My uncle is a, is a great person, retired at 55 and golfs all fucking day, you know, no, and bad doesn't, doesn't give a shit, you know, complete polar opposites when it comes to work ethic and drive. Is either one of them wrong? I don't, I don't think so, you know. I think it's what... I guess that's personal opinion. What fulfills each person, right? Yeah. And I think that that's the same as, like, giving up. Like, when do you feel, when do you feel, feel fulfilled enough to put it down? Damn, that's a long search inside. <laughs> you, know? you know? But it's that mentality, man. It's that preparation. You, you, put, in, you put in so much time and effort and, and prepare, you know, that you've got to... You've still got to take a look at the, at the back end of it, you know? So yeah, when is, man. When is it done? So. Yeah, because I, I did finally tell her that if I don't win this year, then I'm done. I told her that. As you guys do know, I did win. But the ticket to Nationals got taken. Mm-hmm. Stupid, weird, politic bullshit. So where am I at? <laughs> right? I mean, I won, but like, uh, I don't know. It doesn't count. So does that work or not? So the theory is... I'm not going to beat Brian Shaw. I'm not. He's like six, seven, four hundred fucking pounds of just man. Right? He can do things physically that I just can't. I mean, humping that 400-pound fucking stone at that one competition because my arms aren't long enough to reach around it? Mm-hmm. That was an eye-opener. Height does have a lot to do with it. My wingspan has a lot to do with it. I cannot... Pick up this fucking ball. Because I can't reach. I'm not picking it up like this. I mean, maybe I can figure a way to, like, squeeze it hard enough. I don't fucking know. Like, Gallon of tacky. Right. (laughs) And that's the thing. I mean, so now I'm like, okay, stop being the dude who wants to be the world's strongest man. The strongest fucking dude ever. Why don't you be like the strongest dude at two thirty? You know what I mean. Like you still my... be a world's strongest man. Ah, now you're starting to compromise. <sighs> right now, now is that okay? <laughs> is that not okay? Like, why would you compromise on your dreams instead of just moving on to something else? Like, there's so much conflict in my brain. It's it's tough. I think that as you get a little bit older, I'm a little, I'm a couple years older than you are, but uh, I feel like. Um, as as you get a little bit older, you you start to, it, it maybe it's maturity. You know, maybe you you mature a little bit more. Maybe uh, things I, hurt I, more I, I when think, you wake up. I think up. more. I think that's more of it. I think it's more <laughs> like, like wow, I was really really rough on myself in mm-hmm. my twenties. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I roll over and everything pops and cracks and hurts. <laughs> my daughter laughed at me this morning because I stretched. I woke her up and I'm like. Ugh. She's like, is that your bones? <laughs> <laughs> no, technically, I believe it's my well, joints. Well, you know what? But yeah, what's, probably. What sucks is when you sneeze and you throw your back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dude, I, I, so that's that's hard too because I'm so fucking strong, especially my lower back. 
I got startled by a scary movie and threw my back out <laughs> because I tensed so hard I went, and I felt it crack and I was stuck for like a fucking day and a half. So I, I think as you, as you get a little bit older, your body starts to tell you, you know, I mean, it, your limitations, your, your, I don't know. I, I think my mind is always going to believe that I'm a lot stronger than my body's going to tell me I am, right? Like I, that I'm going to be able to do more than my body's going to allow me to do. I do always tell my body that it does not get to tell me what it can and can't do. <laughs> it's probably not the smartest move. But uh, if I say we're going to do it, God damn it, we're going to do it. Or or I, I won't. <laughs> the body's pretty self-explanatory sometimes. Sometimes it'll be like, fine, your glute doesn't need to be attached to your leg. How about that shit? Good luck walking. But in the same respect, too, if my body was completely controlling the show, I wouldn't get shit done. Right. I, would, I wouldn't get off the couch. I would, I would <laughs> never saying. have gotten as big as I am. Right, you know? The the mental the mental aspect has to be there, right? Yeah, you're, and 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 you're right. Your brain's got to tell your body what it's going to do. You know what I wonder? This is completely off subject. Arnie and all them working out seventies ish, right? Um, steroids weren't a bad thing. Pumping that shit through. Seventies um, was a lot of cocaine. I wonder if that was their pre workout. <laughs> I don't know why that popped into my brain, but like. Can you imagine how much you'd get done at the gym? Jesus. Like, dude. Like, gonna do a bump. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I got, a, I got a PR I'm going for. Just a little pinky finger, you know? Like, I'm going to do all of the things, all of it right now. You're squatting while you're benching and, like, just what? How? While well, just dictating the world's problems and solving all of the, the you know, the oil. No, 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 no. I, I was king. I was always king. When I did, <laughs> I was like, I'm the king. That's it. Like, there's nobody better than me. Like, that made me 100% a narcissist. Like, it was my narcissism drug. Yeah. It really was. Because, I, I mean, I could probably put a thousand pounds on a, on a squat bar, not even be afraid of it. Like, my brain would be like, are you fucking stupid right now? Like, you're gonna die. But the brain that's high as fuck. It's just like, I got this. <laughs> fuck this weight. This weight's my bitch. Anyways, I don't know why the fuck that <laughs> yeah. came up, but I do wonder, I mean, with with a plethora of steroids and cocaine, what you'd be able to accomplish. I don't think you'd get much gains, though. It takes away your appetite quite a bit. Yeah. Just water it down yeah, a bit. Right. You'd be all right. Let's <laughs> do less. Don't do seven gram lines. Oops. Um, anyways. <laughs> so kind of back in what we were going, um, that mentality, man. And, and you know, I believe that that mentality that we bring into the most intense thing in our life is the mentality we use on every single fucking thing we do, just based on the intensity needed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm competition driven. That's it. Like, if there's competition, I'm all in. Like, I want to fuck some shit up. If there's not, I'm kind of like, alright, I guess. You know? Right. But that's what I do with fucking everything. So, I mean, whatever motivates you guys, is do you feel like that's what pushes you? In everyday life? I think so. You know, you're always trying to figure out your why. You know? I think always your why is 
what are you going to, you know, it's going to drive you to do whatever what it is, being successful at your job or being successful at whatever you have in life. You know, I think for sure having a reason why you're doing it. Be passionate about it. You know, find find that find that thing that you can be passionate about and and like you said the why, you know, have fun with it, man. Life is so fucking serious all the time. It really is. And and just take something that you can really just be passionate about and love it and throw that passion into and that mentality into it, man, and and give yourself that outlet for sure. I do feel like you are saying it correctly. And and the way the reason I'm saying that is because you're saying be passionate, right? I could fucking do wash dishes. And I could try to do that passionately. You know what I mean? But, like, that's probably not going to happen. What you're saying is you have to find that thing that brings that passion out on you. Absolutely. And just makes you... I always tell everybody when, when I'm like, well, if you hate your job, do something else. Like, well, what? What would you do for free? Exactly. If you had nothing to fucking do all day, every day, what would you do? And that makes you think, dude. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, what would you do? If you just... Nothing to fucking do. I guarantee there's a way to get paid for that. In this world? Yeah. Record it, maybe. Record it. Put it on the right? internet. I mean, <laughs> if sex is your thing, you make some money doing that shit. I just read some lady made like $3 million on OnlyFans last year by selling videos of her farting. How dare you, woman? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Forget her. Congratulations. Who the fuck is paying her? Whoever's paying her, I am angry at you. Why? Three million dollars? What the fuck? She farted. Just eat a burrito. God damn it. Three million dollars. Why? Hatred. Anyways, yeah, I don't know who I hate more. The people who paid her or her? <laughs> I think I'm more jealous of her because yeah. looks like yeah, I can start my own OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, right. I'll just bust that shit right out. <laughs> I can make some weird noises. A little quick, quick cheek sneak. You know what I mean? You guys don't know that one? Where you, where you like lift one cheek so there's because the fart is the vibration, right? So you lift that cheek, and if they're not touching, it comes out. <laughs> no one knows. It's called the quick go. cheek sneak. Anyways, now I know, man. man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, so anyways, so, so you know, you're talking about uh, you, you brought up like like doing the dishes, find, finding something that you you know that you just kind of despise. You don't want to do. It's not motivating. Because you could do that passionately all fucking day. You're gonna hate it still. Absolutely. Now, is there anything that you could set up that creates a little bit of passion or drive, like uh, uh, music? Right? So take, take music for an example, right? I mean, cleaning the house sucks balls. Right. Hey, don't, don't do it very much. My wife, incredible, cleans the house a lot. I, I am extremely grateful for that. Right. Uh, if I have to do it, I have to have music on. Oh, yeah. Yard work, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and I'm not talking like some soft Celine Dion shit. I'm talking like, like some Slipknot, right? I mean, I've got to get like some Devil and I. <laughs> Going on with just, I mean, we're, we're anything that's loud, yeah. fast, you know, live. You want that cleaning to know your I hatred. curb stomp a kitten too, right? <laughs> you no. Know? No. It's like, like just really, you know, it's aggressive. Because it, it, I mean, 
I gotta get the blood flowing. Right, and so for me, it, it really depends on what I'm doing. Sure. I'm cleaning out the goat stuff and, and like fucking with the goats and all that other stuff. It's country. You know, because I feel like a country, mm-hmm. country well, fucking farmer. That, that's the environment, sure. Right? Yeah. And then, uh, but if I'm cleaning the house, you're damn right I'm listening to some heavy metal. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> like, just fucking scrubbing the ground. Just power scrubbing the floor, yeah, man. Dude, I will sweep the carpet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck. That's going to be clean. Now you do a bump and turn on some metal. Oh, shit. shit. It's on, right? <laughs> Everything will be clean before I even know what's going on. <laughs> Hold the couch up with one hand. <laughs> That's so funny. I did that the other day. I, I love being that fucking strong to where I'm just like, like just, I see something under the couch, fuck, and I just pick it up and just vacuum underneath the couch. Like I can, it looks like movie shit, but I can do that. These couches are light as fuck. You know, like I'll do it all day. I actually I went to put a cart away at the shopping center today. I went to Fred Meyer or whatever for a few things, and this lady's walking out, and I go, and I'm at the back side of this cart thing. It's empty, but I don't want to walk all the way around, and so I just like pick it up pick and it up throw up. it over the thing. <laughs> so did you really just do that? I'm like, yeah, I'm not walking all the way around. So okay, all right, like. If you can, I guess. Somebody's in your way, you just pick them up and move them. Right. <laughs> I, I actually don't. I just walk through them like they don't exist. People tend to move when I come in. <laughs> what are we talking about? Shit, I don't remember. Oh, passion in things. Passion. Oh, right. So people, I learned this a long time ago in the kitchen. Um, people are 30% more productive with music playing. Interesting. They're also 10% more productive if they can see the sun. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's crazy, right? That is crazy. Yeah, so I mean, um, that was just statistics and shit I put together from uh, just trying to motivate people, I guess. I don't fucking know. I'm sure. putting on music, and, and it is so much easier to do that kind of shit. So I, I love that you're saying that, right? Because sometimes you just got to do the shit you don't want to do. Right. Because um, adult and shit. Mm-hmm. No matter how much I hate being a fucking adult. You mean, I mean, I'm sure there's something in the gym, right? There's got to be a workout or something that you despise, that you don't yeah. like. There's you know, that you've got to get motivated to do. Oh, I mean, yeah. you throw in the headphones and... GHRs. Yeah. Pull-ups. Squats. <laughs> benching. Bench everything. <laughs> Just start naming every workout. Without the weights. I'm actually starting to really enjoy pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Because I can fucking do the shit out of them again. And I'm doing these... the. Um, the inside, outside grip, inside grip, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. The one that you're using biceps and back. Mm-hmm. And I can like pull myself, I could do like 10 of those, no problem. I'm like, Jesus, why haven't I been doing these? I look really good doing these, <laughs> you know? I, I'm to the point where I can hold halfway and like do some leg extensions until I start losing balance. And have to get down. But, um, God, why do I keep losing my place? Oh, all right. Anything else? No? No. Just checking the score of the game, man. No, you do you, boo <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You're, you're the sports guy. I know that. <laughs> I'm a huge Braves fan, man. Braves are playing the Dodgers. I fucking hate the Dodgers. <laughs> I just don't like them. So they're right in the middle of a, right in the middle of a, a pretty big series. So. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I like the Dodgers. I may have 40 hats that say L.A. on them. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. I'm never, I, I, like I said, I don't give a fuck about sports anymore. I'd rather yeah. do something. Um, that's my thing right now. But, uh, okay, here's a question for both of you. 
craziest fucking sex thing you want to try. Go. Whoa, whoa. Let's let's ruin someone's fucking day. <laughs> I'm gonna let you guys go first so I don't embarrass myself. Because <laughs> there's like a thousand things on my list. I need to know where we're at. Right, which one? How far? <laughs> how are we how going? severe are we going? Yeah, here? right. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. You kind of put putting me on the spot on this one. All right, man. I'm going for it. Right. Here's just one of my things. Okay. I want to have sex on the beach, not in the sand, because that shit fucking sucks. Um, there's no comfortable way to do it. You keep sinking in. It's fucking annoying. So let's say on a rock, but I want everyone to watch, and I want them all to applaud. I mean, hey, I'm pretty good for like three fucking minutes, all right? <laughs> it's applaud worthy. If she's screaming, I win, right? So that's my thing. I want everyone to watch and be happy about it. Don't fucking be touch happy. me. You know what I mean? Don't touch me. Don't touch her. I will knock you the fuck out. But please observe. So this is how it's done. I got. I got. I got a funny one for you. Oh yeah. Uh. So I'm I'm camping with my uncle, right? And my my aunt, my Uh-oh. uncle. We're we're. we're <laughs> Just, You're gonna need to get just, to the point quickly. Just hear me out, all right? <laughs> all right. So we're camping. No, no, no. We're we're, we're camping, and uh, uh, we're in Montana, and it's this lake called Canyon Ferry Lake, and it sits, it's it sits in a canyon, right? There's these big rock walls on both sides of this lake. It's fucking huge. We're in a, we're in a boat, and we're mobbing, and there's there's camp there's campgrounds all over all, all around the lake, both sides of the lake, and we're. We're cruising uh, down to this this spot. My uncle wanted to try and fish, right? And you can see for two miles on this lake. And when we first launch a boat, we get going. You see this four wheeler pull off way in the distance, right? Pulls off over the overlooking the bluff, and you see it all the time because everybody's up there camping and shit. And it's really cool spots to look out and stuff. Well, as we get as we start getting closer, you can see that there's a little bit of action going on. My uncle is is staring up there. So of course like everybody in the boat start is looking at like what my uncle's looking at. And pretty soon he's he gets the binoculars out. And he's like <laughs> of course he does. He's like, no fucking way. So then he steers the boat in that direction. Oh no. <laughs> I, I I thought of a new fishing spot. Yeah. Well we, we get up we get up a lot closer and it's and it's it, very obvious, man. And this dude's just pile driving this chick and we're we're like close enough now where you can hear it right and i mean she's screaming her head off man it was like fuck it was the craziest shit i ever seen so my uncle being as cool as he is right drives up and he gets up close to her and he hits the horn on the boat and, <laughs> and, just oh, starts honking, and he's like he's like whoa and he's waving his hands and he's pumping his fist in the air and Did the guy stop? dude the guy gets he starts pumping his fist right and he's just i mean he's just <laughs> Yes, that is me. Right, but it was hilarious because he had an audience, man, and he had people cheering. And pretty, you know, I mean, I'm 18 years old, just just dying. And I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Come down here and get a cigar when you're done. (laughs) It was hilarious, and and about that time, you know, she she realized after a minute what was going on, dude, and and I. 
you know, I don't she know. put the kibosh on Yeah, man, she dived. She dove off that four-wheeler, came behind it, you know. He's standing there just like, I mean, you thought he won the, you thought he won the championship. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Sylvester Stallone on the top steps of Rocky, you know. Yes. He's got both fists in the air. Just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so as he started talking about that, I immediately I was like, oh, shit, man. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I would love that. I mean, it, I would definitely want the four-wheeler. I'm not hiking up there. Fuck right. that. <laughs> but if I four wheel up there, sure, I'll fuck on a mountain. <laughs> tippy tip top of it. Oh yeah. Oh. Get yeah. my tippy tip top. They had, they had a show, man. They, by the time by the time my uncle was done honking the horn, man, he had about four or five boats that everybody was you know, realized what was going on. <laughs> it was pretty funny, man. It was cool. Uh, somebody already had my dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so is that your yeah. sex thing you want to do? No, man, no. It's that's played out, but but <laughs> you weren't involved I don't think no no alright well maybe next time you got yeah. one um, well it's almost probably the same thing you know our, me and my wife have the fantasy of just being being watched for sure you know it's one of our things too yeah you know, we're, we always kind of find a moment especially if we stay in hotels you know we'll leave the door open or the window open you know it's going to be right in there in front of everyone for you so I love the window open thing oh yeah yeah, stuff like that. It's but, frustrating uh, when it's like a high window. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I got to stand on a chair? <laughs> right. what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. But, uh, but no, I wouldn't mind, dude. Three or something. I think that's mine. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. There's. I mean, there is three of us here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say what it was. Anyways, all right. You got one yet, or what? Man, you know, I don't. I. I, I guess I put a little bit of thought into it. Uh, Try and be a little classy with it. I think I don't know if uh, if my wife will listen to this or not. So, uh, <laughs> Got to be a little bit careful. But nah. uh, spontaneity for sure is is uh, is a big deal. You know, like oh, just yeah. like like the surprise. And I'm not like talking finger in the butt surprise. I'm just like talking about being being that? surprised. You know, like <laughs> not 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 expecting it you know whether it's whether it's i believe the first time it happens you never expect it (laughs) whether it's like you know the the going on a date and parking the car somewhere you know i do love that like even just a makeout set yeah and just you know or something like that but i i uh spontaneity for sure i'm i i don't like the same the same routine you know right yeah some people thrive on that shit (laughs) um all right i liked it Moving on. Um, all right. Shout outs. You guys got to have something. Who are you going to shout out? Yeah. Uh, had a, what's it called? The Olympia. A couple, what? Oh, yeah. Two weeks ago? week ago? Yeah. About? Yeah. Big Grammy. On to the second one. You're, you're pulling my shout out from last week out? Is that, is that yours? Yes, oh, it is. no way. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be him, dude. Yeah. Big yeah. Ra- I mean, I, like I said last week, I mean... He was fucking huge last year. Yeah. And he came yeah. out and he's bigger. Look how yeah, it's insane how big it was. What are you? Yeah. yeah. I wanted I wanted what was his name? Hondi Hottie? The other guy? The Yeah. I'm a big fan of him. He's uh, he's so beautiful. He's yeah. got a great well, physique. Yeah. yeah. It's just that he was standing next to Brandy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. it's, it's frustrating, but oh, yeah. but uh yeah. I guess that's mine. Yeah, Ramy yeah. was fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What do you got? So little bit uh, corny, but I want to give a shout out to my mom. Ooh. My mom is the hardest working woman that 
probably walks the face of the planet. And she's yeah. dealing with a ton of shit right now. And I'm not going to get into any of you know a bunch of it, but right. taking care of her mom, taking care of her husband, a lot of stuff going on, health stuff and, and stuff like that. Spend a lot of time, doctors' offices, hospitals. Uh, she's working her ass off full time, just just beasting it up, man. She's really really kicking ass. Love her to death. Super proud. Shit she's accomplishing right now, getting through. And uh, so yeah, just give a shout out to my mom. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Now you make me feel bad. <laughs> no, my mom knows I love her. We had lunch. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm going with this guy. He's a digital creator, is what he says. Um, Connor DeWolf. He's a he him. You know. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> you look directly at me and announce his pronouns. <laughs> Sorry, I think we've had this discussion a couple times. Um, anyways, I, I like this kid. I just found his fucking Instagram and TikTok shit um, today. And I don't know if you guys are seeing any of my stuff, but it's like him. All fucking day. Because he's posting like, I have ADHD re- pretty bad. My doctor said if he could, he could give it to me twice, the same diagnosis twice, he would. Right, so I'm pretty high up there on that shit. And he, he's got these videos just explaining, like, what ADHD is, like, how people deal with it. Like, and they're fucking hilarious. Because he'll be doing something, and that's like, like, with this fucking podcast. I've done this, like, four times just today. On the podcast. I'm like, wait, what were we doing? You know, like, what are we talking about? Like, the whole fucking time. I can't focus on one thing ever. And he did this one where it was like, don't get upset if someone who's got ADHD is either messing with their phone or messing with something in their hands. They, Them doing that actually helps them focus on what you're saying. Because if I'm just focusing on someone, now I'm looking in your eyeballs and up your nose and at your beard and your mustache and your ears and your hat. Like... I, I'm just analyzing you, like, what? I wonder what he did today, you know? I wonder, like... You're just lost. Right, <laughs> and you can say whatever the fuck you want. I have no idea what you're talking about. But if I have something in my hands, or I'm, like, bouncing my legs, or my feet, or my arm, pulling on my hands, or whatever, uh, those are my big ones, is my feet. I bounce yeah, constantly. Too. So if I do that shit, um, it's easier for me to listen. But I just like that he's kind of bringing awareness to it. He's making me feel... A lot less alone, you know? Because, I mean, I feel like I deal with some of the stuff he's talking about constantly. Did I say his name? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, but, yeah, so shout-out to Connor. Um, I really appreciate it because sometimes I feel like a fucking weirdo with some of the shit that I do, and I don't know why I do it, and there's no stopping it. Like, people are like, oh, well, just focus. Okay, that'd be great. If I could do that, like, I don't fucking know how to do that. You know? Like, I can't fucking... I can't. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. But, um, apparently ADHD people make, like, amazing entrepreneurs and all this other shit because we really just go for shit. And we work well under pressure. Like, there's just a whole bunch of shit he's going over that just made a lot of sense. And, um, I just wanted to kind of bring a little attention to it because I know for a long time, uh, I thought, like, anxiety... Um, didn't really exist, you know, like having actual anxiety and then depression. I've been, I've dealt with that my whole life, but I've always just kind of been like, you know what? People get sad. Get over it. Right? Like just trying to man my way through this is, and I'm going to keep it that way. I'm going to say it that way because that's what I feel like it's been. 
Um, but you know what? I had an anxiety attack, so I took... I couldn't sleep. This is the beginning of COVID. I can't sleep. I took two melatonins. Is that what they are? Melatonin. To sleep? Yeah. Melatonins, right? So I was taking one, and it was kind of helping. I take two, and now I'm, like, waking up because I can't breathe. Like, like I'm just literally so relaxed, I'm stopping breathing. And so I stand up because I can't fall back asleep. I've just done this four fucking times, and I keep waking up, like, choking. Like, I can't breathe. So I, I had an anxiety attack. I thought I was going to die because I'm, I'm falling asleep standing because of this fucking melatonin. But I know if I fall asleep, I may die. And so I'm like, just like, like fucking all dizzy and like trying not to sleep, but sleep and like, I need to sleep, but I, it was so fucking terrible. So my my brain is just, Mm -hmm. as soon as that happened, I'm like, people feel like this all the fucking time. Like that's what an anxiety attack is. Cause that was fucking terrible. That sucks. It was the first one I ever had. I was like, God damn. Once I had it, I did realize I do have them sometimes. I believe everyone does in different severity. That one fucking scared me, right? But now I know that I've had a few since then, and they're easier to recognize, right? And so I know, okay, just calm down. You're okay. Like, just talk your way through it. I've actually had a lot of help uh, with a couple friends talking my way through some of that shit. But anyways, that's my shout-out. Um, all right, so thanks for listening. Again, this is Tyler Toby Townsend. I'm Brandon. I'm Martin. Um... So check out Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, let's try and get some goals put together for next week. You know, we'll kind of go over that, um, just what our goals are and why. You know, and I think it'll be a good start to kind of let's go over them next week. That way, by January, when we really want to set some real fucking goals, like some real year starters right our new year's resolution shits will have kind of a grasp on like maybe how long it's going to take or what we might need to be doing to be able to reach those goals so let's try and have um a couple goals put together on this one i have gym money mindset i'm gonna keep gym money and mindset up there yeah that seems fine mm-hmm. yeah might still blank Still having to give you my stuff. Yeah, you never did. What the it's, hell? It's been what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, if the other guys who participate in the podcast want to start coming back, that'd be great. I know John's got like one more week of football practice with his son, and then he'll be back uh, pretty consistently. He was he was pretty consistent for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, hopefully we won't be crammed in this garage forever. But uh, yeah. So just gym money mindset, and uh, yeah, thanks. Cool. You know,